evening. So I would encourage all those that are outside in the vestibule area to come back into the hall if you could delay the registration. It has been a bit difficult to get the registration sorted out because of the uh, visitors that we've had come to us. Uh, but I'd encourage you to come back into the hall because we want to hear uh, the keynote speech at the beginning of this conference also from Dr. Bashar Awad. So please, will all those outside come inside, inside the hall please, uh, if the registration process could stop and it will continue immediately after uh, Dr. Bashar has spoken. Could you all please take your seats? I'm tempted to do what I do, what I used to do in school. You put your hand up and that's the sign. Everybody knows that sign. I'm quiet. I'm coming to the front. I'm giving everything my attention. And we're all being very quiet. Thank you. Those of you who haven't registered and got your meal tickets for tonight, you will need to register at the end of this session outside. You won't be allowed into the dining hall for dinner tonight here at the Intercontinental unless you have a ticket. And if you haven't got a ticket, you'll have to uh, chew your nails or something. So please, if you haven't got your tickets, if you haven't registered, will you please go straight to that. Those of you who have registered and have your tickets for dinner tonight, then go straight to the dining hall, which is outside the, the building, and you curve round to the right, all the way down to the battered um, dining hall. Those of you who register will follow. I can assure you there's enough food for everybody, uh, but you need to do that immediately afterwards. I've also won uh, an important notice for all those staying in the hotel here. Breakfast is at 7.30. Those of you who are wanting to go on the checkpoint visit tomorrow morning, and you haven't had a chance to check the list, I need to tell you your names. You need to meet in the lobby at 5.45, the lobby of the Intercontinental. And those people going, we've had to split people up into groups. Uh, the people going, I'll read your, their names very quickly, your surnames, here they are. Crosby, Crosby, Fisk, Mackenzie, Nicholas, Clark, Coy, Lincoln, Malone, Di, Di Ciancio, uh, Moyle, Dole, Van Ziel, Carter, Baker, 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 Ron Donatin, that is, Melissa Baker, you're going to be baking up there, um, Rask, Martin, Miriam Ozan, and Fair Breachy. Those people meet in the lobby uh, at 5.45 to go on the checkpoint visit tomorrow morning. Thank you. Thank you again.
And just one small announcement starting from tomorrow and including tonight's session. Any session, all sessions will be recorded on both audio and DVD video and they will be available in that booth uh, afterwards. And you have just to tell, tell them which session you would like to have. It is my honor to introduce uh, Dr. Attorney Jonathan Kuntab, Chairman of the Board of Bethlehem Bible College, and he in turn will introduce our keynote speaker. Thank you very much. It's uh, my privilege and honor on behalf of the Board of Bethlehem Bible College to welcome all of you this evening. Uh, before I introduce our speakers, I want to say that I acknowledge that uh, for many of you, coming to this conference was not an easy decision. There has been, uh, and we have seen evidence of it on the internet and in the papers, a campaign to try and dissuade people from coming to this conference. For some of you, maybe there are risks. For some of you, maybe there is a challenge. For some of you, maybe there are accusations. The Bible College itself and this conference has been subjected to repeated calls, public calls, in writing to cease from this conference to disinvite certain speakers, to change the tone and the orientation of the program. We have been accused of being enemies of the Jewish people working for the destruction of anti-Semitism, of uh, working to uh, help Iran and Islamic Jihad, uh, some writers even urged people to uh, write to the Israeli authorities to intercept you at Ben-Gurion and prevent you from coming. I am sure that a lot of this is because evangelicals for a long time have been categorized as total unquestioning supporters of the more extreme policies of the State of Israel. For you as evangelical Christians to be willing to come to a conference where we collectively address these issues, where we even consider that there may be different views and interpretations, to allow yourself to be exposed to different interpretations and theologies, I think was taking a risk. And to the extent that some of you may in fact be challenged or educated or guided or inspired to perhaps alter your views, I think these accusations will only increase. I can only tell you that there is a great blessing awaiting you. Jesus said, blessed are you if men speak all manners of evil things against you falsely for my name. 
If you are accused of anti-Semitism falsely, then you have a great blessing in store. If you are truly anti-Semitic, no blessing, sorry. <laughs> if you really... If you really don't love all people, Jews and Muslims, Israelis and Arabs, then perhaps you need, really need to be challenged in this conference. We, for our part, Bethlehem Bible College, have taken a very different and difficult approach to this question. We have been willing and open to hear the views of all those, including those who disagree with us and whom we disagree with. This is different from most conferences I go to, where it is clearly one-sided and you only bring people from the other side to knock them down, to ridicule them, to show that they are wrong. We have tried to seek the most authentic and articulate proponents of the other side that were willing to come and have invited them to come. We promise them and we hope that you will help us keep this promise to hear their points of view with respect, with an open mind and with dignity, just like we hope they will hear us and you with an open mind and with dignity. Which means that nobody can really accuse you of guilt by association for coming to this conference. You're already guilty. We are already guilty. We have invited people we disagree with. So it is clear that you will not agree with what every speaker says at this conference, nor are you invited to agree with every speaker. You are invited to be open-minded, and to seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit as you learn and educate and seek together with humility the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And here's where I come to my real assignment. I am supposed to introduce to you the keynote speaker. But I can think of no better introduction of the speaker than to say that it was his vision and his spirit that allowed us to take this approach. Dr. Bishar Awad, in addition to his academic qualifications, has embodied a humble spirit of learning and of service and humility and constantly seeking God's guidance. So I invite you to welcome with me Dr. Bishara.
and welcome. Christ at the checkpoint, hope in the midst of conflict. I have been given an assignment about a testimony to God's faithfulness. And I like this subject very much because God is faithful. I, want, I welcome each one of you today and for all this week we have with us and we are honored to have with us Messianic Jews, you are most welcome. We have with us Israeli citizens. We have, thank you. We have with us delegates from Nazareth and from the Galilee, from the north, and you are all welcome here. We should have waited until I say all of these and then. <laughs> we have delegates from Jordan. We welcome you. And we have delegates from all over the world. And I hope that you will get to meet them and to have fellowship with them. Thank you for coming and thank you for being with us. Dear friends, welcome to Bethlehem and to Christ at the Checkpoint Conference number two. We are delighted that you are joining us in Bethlehem, the birthplace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As I look before me, I see many personal friends, friends of Bethlehem Bible College, and above all, I see friends of the Palestinian church, the Palestinian people, but most of all, I see friends of God. My prayers is that we all can connect together in spite of our differences to give glory to God. We are honored to have you with us. Take advantage of these few days. Meet someone and seek ways to share your journey of faith. Many of you have taken risks to come and rub shoulders with us. We value this very much. Some of you have been unfairly attacked in the media for participating in this conference. Thank you for standing with us. Some have stayed away for fear that they personally or their organization will suffer loss. We understand their concerns and we know they are with us through their prayers. Many of you are heads of organizations and spiritual leaders of large and small churches around the world. You left your home and worked to be with us. Words are insufficient to express our appreciation for the honor of your presence and participation. I want also to express appreciation to the local committee of which I'm a member. Mr. Munder Ishaq, Alex Awad, Johanna Katanasho, Salim Munayir, Sami Awad, and Jack Sara. And the international committee, John Engel, Manfred Cole, Stephen Sizer, Stephen Haas, these 
had sacrificed their time, brought their own tickets, and worked hard since September 2010. To make this conference possible, I thank you all. I thank all the volunteers, Holy Land Trust team, Tina and Munther teams, and all the office staff, these and the rest of the teams, and the volunteers are here to serve each one of you. The psalm says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. Psalm 89.1 If I have to give a title to describe my life journey so far, I would call it a journey of faithfulness. Not my own faithfulness, but rather God's faithfulness. In 1948, God looked at a poor orphan boy from a war-torn neighborhood in East Jerusalem and God decided to bless that boy and his family. I am what I am today because of the grace of God that was poured richly on me through Jesus Christ. Let me share with you just a few highlights of my journey so you can praise God with me. In 1948, the first Arab-Jewish war, my mother, siblings, and I lost our father. And soon after, we became refugees. Mother suddenly found herself totally responsible to take care of seven children. The oldest was 10 years old, and the youngest was six months old. In the darkness of this situation, we began to realize that we are not abandoned by God. Day after day, we began to witness his blessings. The first blessing in my life was to have a mother who not only committed her life to the welfare of her seven children, but who was also a dedicated Christian who taught us to love God and to love the people around us, including those who did much harm to our family. Her influence and example is what led me to give my life to Christ at an early age. I want to thank my brother Alex, who wrote a book about mother. The book is called Palestinian Memories, the story of a Palestinian woman and her people. This book is available in the book display. Reverend Alex in this book is de depicting a Palestinian Christian family who lived in Palestine for hundreds of years and how mother went through all the wars and the struggles of life. I praise God for faithful mothers. A second blessing was for me and my brothers to be granted a scholarship to attend St. George's School in Jerusalem, which is one of the Jerusalem most prestigious schools. A third blessing was 
when I received a scholarship to study in the USA. A fourth blessing was when I returned home from the USA and began to serve my people and my country under the sponsorship of the Mennonite Central Committee. I was a missionary to my own country. It was during this time that I got the greatest blessing in marrying a beautiful Palestinian girl from Gaza. Salwa walked with me and encouraged me throughout this journey. A great miracle took place as I was directing the Mennonite School, today Hope Secondary School in Bejala. God miraculously healed me of hatred towards the Jewish people. In spite, thank you. In spite of my mother's teachings about love and forgiveness, I was harboring strong feelings of hate towards the, <clears throat> sorry, the Jewish people. At the orphanage school, where I was the principal, I noticed that my ministry was not fruitful in the lives of the students. I wanted them to experience the love of God as much as I experienced it. But I failed until I went to the Lord in earnest prayer, asking the Lord, what is wrong and why can't I make a difference in the lives of these students? The Lord pointed to my heart that was full of bitterness. I knew then the problem was within me. When I prayed for healing and forgiveness for my enemies, the Lord in turn healed me and forgave me and filled me with a new spirit and with his love. I became a different person. Even my students were able to see the difference that impacted them and they began to open their hearts to the grace of God and I could see spiritual progress in their lives. At Hope School, the Lord gave me the vision to start a Bible college in Bethlehem. In a meeting of all the pastors, priests, and church leaders, I challenged them about the need to start a Bible college. They all agreed. One pastor, however, gave me a check for $20 and said, Bishara, you can do it. We formed a board, and I was chosen to be the principal. I called my brother Alex from the United States. He and his wife and family left everything and came to help us with this new venture. It is amazing how God put things together. Our first nine students met in evening classes at Hope School. Since then, the Lord blessed us so much one miracle after another. <coughs> Later, we were able to buy the buildings that make up our current campus, a miracle worth $1.8 million. You see what $20 can do with the Lord? God is faithful. These miracles were all accomplished by the grace of God. 
the help of God's people around the world through a committed board of directors and a great team of faculty and staff. Now I see God's faithfulness through the men and women who have graduated from Bethlehem Bible College and are now serving the Lord in this land. Most of all, the pastors and the church leaders in Israel and Palestine, sorry, most all of the pastors and the church leaders in Israel and Palestine are graduates of Bethlehem Bible College. God indeed is faithful. I'm very proud to tell you that as of today we have 117 students at Bethlehem Bible College. We have extensions in Gaza, in Nazareth. God is faithful and we just praise his name. The fact of God's faithfulness never dimmed my eyes from seeing the realities around me. The reality of the conquest of my homeland. The reality of the displacement of over 750,000 Palestinian refugees in 1948. Our family were among them. The reality of the tragedy of 1967 when suddenly all of our people either became refugees, banished around the world or left in their homeland to struggle and live under a harsh military occupation. On top of these, add the challenges of surviving as a Palestinian Christian under the political, religious, economic pressures that continue to blow at us even today. Many of my siblings could not bear to live in our homeland. They left under pressure or were deported by the Israeli authorities and were scattered around the world. But even as homeless refugees, we found our refuge in God, and God helped us to stand and be resilient in the face of the daily challenges. Ladies and gentlemen, friends from all around the world, fellow Palestinians, fellow Israelis, friends, Arabs, Muslims, and, and all the friends, I trust that this conference, Christ at the Checkpoint, hope in the midst of conflict will highlight both the glorious reality of the faithfulness of God and the heartbreaking reality of the political challenges that we experience in the land of the Holy One. The purpose of this conference is not to point fingers or blame or demonize any person, race or state but rather to take an honest look at the history, the wars, the occupation, the wall, the violence and counter-violence, the checkpoints, and to listen to the voice of Christ as how to deal with what we make of these realities. My fellow Christians, Messianic Jews, and Christians from around the world, we can't continue to hide our heads in the sand and be oblivious to all the injustices, violence, and pain that is taking place in this land. The least we can do is ask the question, what would Jesus say and do under these circumstances? And what Jesus have to say to us in response to the suffering of the people of this land? As a Bible college in Bethlehem, our faculty and students are always searching to find out 
the word of God, what the word of God teaches about realities around us. We read in the Sermon of the Mount that Jesus called us to be peacemakers, but how can we, surrounded by so much injustices, be peacemakers? We want to find out how we can, Palestinian Christians, in spite of the fact that we are a minority under occupation and besieged within our dissected communities by miles and miles of walls, fence, fences and hundreds of checkpoints, our lands continuing to shrink and seized by Jewish settlements, how can we hold on and proclaim a message of peace, hope, love, and reconciliation. We come to you, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, not with a pre-cooked meal, rather we invite you to our theological kitchen. In these special days, we want to worship together and study God's word together and fellowship together and seek the face of God in order to discover the grace of God in each other. We do not have to agree on everything, but we will agree to listen to each other, to honor each other, respect each other, and love each other. This is not an anti-Semitic conference, but a conference where we honor each other as equals. This is not an anti-Messianic conference, but it is a conference to honor the Messiah and those who believe in him. The purpose of this conference is not to demonize the Jews or Israelis, but to reach out to them in order to start a new chapter that can lead to true healing and forgiveness between our peoples. We Thank you. We are here in Bethlehem to learn from each other and coach each other through the pathways of justice and peace. We hope from this place, 2,000 years after the birth of the Prince of Peace, we can proclaim with God's help a message of peace, hope, and goodwill that will touch the hearts of the Israelis, Palestinian people, and all people of faith all over the world. Thanks again for blessing us through your coming. May God bless you all. Thank you very much. in the church that is active in ministry and proclaiming the kingdom of Jesus.